want you to turn to Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 29. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 29. <clears throat> Pastor had a lot on his plate this week and weekend, and I told him that I'd be happy to preach this Sunday, this Sunday morning. And I had this thought on my mind already, and I, I, uh, I, I feel like, I feel like this morning that if we will receive it, if we will respond to it, that God will do an incredible and mighty work. Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 and 29. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. You'll find rest for your souls. Today, for just a few moments, and, and I honestly say for a few moments because putting together sermons, sometimes you can tell how long they're going to go and sometimes you cannot. This one, I'm not sure. It may be a very short one. It may be a longer one. We'll see what happens. But I want to preach to you the decision of a lifetime. The decision of a lifetime. Let's put down our Bibles, lift our hands and pray all across this place that God will do a work today. Lord, we thank you, Jesus, for what you've done. We thank you for your spirit, God, that we felt already in this place. Lord, we ask right now that you would move on us, that you would help us. Lord, that you would deliver your word to us, God. Help me, Lord, to speak the words that you have given me to speak this message, Lord, for the church today, for someone in this building today. I pray, Lord, that you would move through the house, Lord, and that as we make the decision, Lord, that as we respond to your word that you would move in this place and you would let a mighty work be done in someone's life today in the name of Jesus amen if you're going to help me preach and you're going to respond with me today why don't you go ahead and have a seat just be anticipated maybe to stand again we'll see how how everything works this morning we are all born in humanity with a power of choice a power of choice. It is, it is the beauty and a curse of humanity that we have a choice of things that we can do, that we can do right, we can do wrong. And surely we have all been faced in a moment of our life, in a moment of time, where we aren't sure of the choice that we should make, what's right and what's wrong in certain scenarios Simply, maybe you pull out of the parking lot here, and and I, if if you've got GPS, you use GPS on your phone. I, there's many times I've turned on a direction, and I get to the intersection. It says turn west. Okay, <clears throat> I'm not sure which way I'm supposed to be going here. Many times, and this just speaks to uh, my luck. I'll it's just a 50-50 shot, so I'll turn one way, and it'll say rerouting. In a quarter mile, make a U-turn. I'm like, ah, made the wrong decision. Or it could be very difficult decisions like career paths and changes that will affect your life. Uh, Danielle and I, just a little over a year ago, had an opportunity that arose for us to move to this wonderful city called O'Fallon, Missouri, to a beautiful church called Lighthouse Church. And, 
and, and m- many of you probably do not know this, but at the same time, God was doing some work in our life, and at the same time, we had a missionary in New Zealand that was talking to us that said, if you would like to come and do an AIM work, if we saw your application come across our desk, we would put a stamp of approval on. We would love to have you in New Zealand as aimers to our missions work. And we had things on the table. We we had things before us, decisions that had to be made, a career path and, and, and a walk with God, doors that were opening for us and decisions that we had to make that would impact our lives and ultimately impact the lives of others down the line. Decisions that had to be made, important decisions. General Grant, Ulysses S. Grant once asked, was once asked if he was sure about a decision that he had made. It was during a time of war, during a time of battle. He had he had made a very important decision and 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 someone came to him and said, Are you sure that this is the right decision? His response is no, I am not. But in war, decisions must be made. Ronald Reagan says that as a very young man that he learned the power and the importance of decision making. That that he was just a child and uh, old enough to remember this happening. But he was just a child and and his his mother had taken him to a cobbler to have some uh, some boots made for him. And the, uh, the the cobbler asked, "Do you want rounded toes or do you want squared toes?" And he couldn't make up his mind. He he thought about it, and the cobbler said, "Well, just come back in a few days and let me know." And he 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 never went back. But but the, the man saw him on the street one day and said, "Did you ever decide? Do you want rounded toes or do you want squared toes?" And he he still hadn't made the decision. So finally, the day comes for him to go and pick up his boots. And he gets there with his mother, and they still hadn't made the decision. He just allowed for for this man to make the decision for him. And he opens up the box, and he lays out the boots, and one is rounded and one is squared. He said, that day I learned an important lesson, that if I don't make the decision, someone will make it for me. Decisions can be as simple as which way we need to turn, or decisions can be so difficult that they will change our world and even the world around us. We live every day with the opportunity of choice and the power of decision. People use many methods and many ways that they that they have to decide or to figure out how they need to make their decisions. They, they lay out finances and they say, well, we should do this or we should do that because this costs more, this costs less, but this is not. How, how do we decide which decision to make? Some people do a thing called fleecing the Lord and they lay things out before God and, and, and say, God, if this happens, I remember... I remember my dad said the night that he got the Holy Ghost that that he saw someone uh, someone running around the building and and he or he, he saw a person and he said if that person runs around the building then I'll go to the altar too I'll I'll take off and I'll I'll, I'll do all these crazy things that I see happening and man that person took off and he said you know what well if this person takes off around I'll, I, Lord if they take off then I'll, I'll, I'll take off too and I'll, I'll go to that altar and, and he did this three or four times and it went down the line boom 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 and he said alright well it's my turn and so he takes off and that night he received the Holy Ghost and, and God did a work in his life some people fleece the Lord some people use things called logic and common sense does anybody know what that is It's common sense is not real common anymore it's just sense. 
Some people use loads and loads of information to figure out what decision needs to be made. There are decisions that are being made today surrounded by this thing called coronavirus. You know, we had to slip that into the message somehow. Should I travel? Should I go places? Should I stay home? Should I lock the door and just never leave again? Whenever I come to church, should I shake a hand or should I give an elbow or just a friendly wave? (laughs) Should I wear a mask? Should I not? Maybe I'll just, like I said, stay home and be a hermit forever. We find the power of decision of man early, early in creation. Adam and Eve made a decision to disobey God and to do things that were not according to his plan, altering the path of man forever. Forever altering the path of man. Joshua confirms the power of decision whenever he draws all the tribes of Israel together at Shechem and Joshua 24 and 14, he says, Now therefore fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. And then we see this powerful uh, opportunity of choice and decision that we have. Joshua 24 and 15, And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day. Choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods of your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We must understand Lighthouse Church. We must understand fathers and mothers that there is a difference between a choice and and, and a decision. We are given the opportunity of choice each and every day, but we must take that information and take that opportunity and intentionally make a decision about how we live our life. Ronald Reagan's boot type was a choice but he had to make the decision or someone else was going to make it for him. I want to tell you in today's society and in today's situation and all the things that we are facing in our homes in our schools, in our workplaces, in our life the things that we see in the medias we need some people here at Lighthouse Church. We need some families here at Lighthouse Church some fathers and some mothers some heads of the household, some in Individuals to get the spirit of Joshua upon you and to look around the world and say you can do whatever you want to do. You can make all the decisions you want to. You can do anything you want. Maybe even look at some people right here in this church and say you can do all that you want. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We will be involved. Come on, we're not going to cause dissension within the church. We're not going to cause problems. We will be profitable members and for this church and for the kingdom. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Come on, we need some people. We need some people in this church. We need some families and some bodies right here to say, I will have peace. As for me and my house, we're going to have peace. We're going to study the word. We're going to live holy lives. We're going we're gonna to accept and operate in the supernatural. As for me and my house, I'm going to go to church every time that the doors are opened. Whenever a pastor calls me and he needs something, I'm going to make myself available. We will be be involved. We will worship. We will praise. We will serve the Lord together.
maybe I'm wrong. Come on, but I'm telling you, there's some people here that need to have a made-up mind and need to make a decision that every time that I have an opportunity to be in the house of the Lord, if I'm not sick and there's not an emergency, I'm going to come into this house because this is a place where there is freedom, where there is peace, where there is opportunity. I'm going to be in the house of the Lord. Come on, we need some people that are going to make a decision that I'm going to be involved in my local church body. We need some people that need to make a decision that my family is going to be, or my house is going to be a a holy house. That my home is going to be a place of peace and a place where my family can have peace in the word of God. We need some families here that are going to make a decision that we're going to have a time of Bible reading and Bible study and prayer in our home. Come on, we, we've got to make these types of decisions in our life because just like with Ronald Reagan's situation, if we don't make the decision, someone else will make the decision for us. I don't, I don't have kids, so it makes me feel a little, a little uncomfortable at times telling people how to parent, but I've got parents, and I was a kid, so I can look back on that. I'm going to tell you, if you're having problems in your home with the way that, 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 that your children are acting, the way they're living, not, not wanting to line up to the word of God, maybe, maybe we need to make a decision as a family, as parents, as a house, that the rest of the world can do whatever they want. They can make all the decisions that they want. They can stay up all night long playing video games. They can watch all the things that they want to. They can get on social media untethered. They they can have their own passwords and parents not know it. But I'm going to tell you, as for me and my house, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord at all costs, no matter what it takes, no matter whether my kids like me or not. We're going to serve the Lord. Whatever I have to do, we're going to do it. And my kids are going to go to heaven. Whenever I get to heaven, they're going to be there with me. Whenever I'm rejoicing around the throne, they're going to be there with me. I'm going to make the choice. I'm going to make the choice. I will serve the Lord. These are all decisions that have to be made. They're choices that we all have. But they are decisions that have to be made. We don't just have a choice, but we have a requirement and a responsibility to make the decision of a lifetime. We've got to understand that the decisions that we make in our life, both in services, whenever we get home, whenever we're out at the grocery store, whenever we're driving down the road, the decisions that we make affect us, they affect our world, and they affect the world. We have to make the right decisions. The Word of God, the handbook of life, if you will, Shows us examples after example after example of how we should live our life and the way we should make our decisions. It details the life of people, some led by the Spirit and some led by the flesh, that make decisions, some that would impact their life forever and some that would impact the world forever. Just skimming through the book, 
just skimming through the Bible, this word, this handbook of life, we find where men like Abraham decided to trust God. Noah decided to build an ark. Lot decided which way he was going to settle. Joseph's brothers decided to sell him into slavery. Jonah decided to run from God. Ten decided that they could take the promised land, that they could not take the promised land, and two decided that they could. David made many decisions to sin, to honor the man of God, to hide, to fight, and most notably to kill a giant while the army of the Lord was in fear. A woman decided to make a cake for the prophet first. Naaman decided to dip into the Jordan. The prodigal decided to come home. The woman with the issue of blood decided to press in. Bartimaeus decided to cry out. The disciples decided to follow. Peter decided to preach. And Paul decided to turn. But the principle continues today. This is the New Testament church that we are still living in today. And each and every day we've got to make decisions that are going to affect us, that are going to affect our family, that are going to affect our homes, and that will affect the world around us each and every day. Each and every day we have to make vital decisions in our lives. However, many times, many, many times, most of the time I would say that we would choose comfort over growth. We would choose convenience over favor. Pleasure over strength. Mediocrity and normalcy over the supernatural. I, I, Pastor, I, I don't remember if you've mentioned this over the pulpit or if it's just been in conversation maybe with our leaders. And I, I'm, if, if you were going to bring this up later, I'm sorry. But we've got to get to a place where we understand that the world wants to see the supernatural. We've got to get to a place where the world comes to a Pentecostal church because they know what we preach. They know what we teach. They know what we believe. Any time that we come into church and we say we need to be, we need to just have normal church. What is normal church? Come on, to me, normal church is whenever sister so-and-so gets something deep down inside of her and begins to leap and begins to scream and begins to let the, the Holy Ghost move through her. Normal church for me is whenever somebody stands up here at the altar and we anoint them and we pray for them and they go back to the doctor and they get a report and the doctor says, I don't understand it. I can't explain it. That's normal church to me. Whenever somebody takes a lap around this building, that's normal church to me, we've got to get to a place where we are experiencing the supernatural every time these doors are open. If people want to receive nothing, they can go to any other place here in town. But whenever they come to the Pentecostal church, they need to come to a church that is alive, that is well, that preaches the truth, that preaches that miracles still happen, that preaches the joy of the Lord, that preaches Holy Ghost in filling, in Jesus' name, baptism. That's who we need to be. We do this world a disservice by coming into church and saying we're just going to have normal church tonight. This is just Wednesday night church, whatever. Whenever we come into the house of the Lord, there are people, we, we had a, we, I'm way off my notes now, guys. You were, I, I don't know where this is going. We had a first impressions meeting some time ago, a couple weeks ago, and I told them, 
I said, whenever a visitor comes through that door, whenever a guest walks through that door, even whenever our own church members walk through that door, they are coming to the house of God, not out of a mandate. Nobody's going to their house and saying, if you don't show up tonight, whatever. Pastor, have you ever threatened anybody to come to church? Don't answer that. Your son, okay, perfect. If people walk into this house, it's because they need something. Whenever a guest walks through that door and they make the step to walk into a place full of people that they don't know, to sit down on a pew in a building that they've never been in before, there's something that is drawing them to the house of God. And they could have picked any other church in this city. I, I, I want to do research and see how many churches there are in the city of O'Fallon. They could have picked any other church in this city in the St. Charles County area, but they chose Lighthouse Church. And I would say that they probably chose that church in their time of need to come to because they saw Pentecostal on the sign. And they said, that's a church that pre is truth. That's a church that believes in the miraculous. That's a church that, that, that can do something for me through the power of God. And whenever we walk into this place and we make the decision that we're just going to sit down and we're just going to get through our hour and a half and then we're going to go home and do it. Whenever we make that decision we are doing a disservice to every person that walks through this door. We are doing a disservice to God and the souls that he has entrusted us with. We need to learn again how to have supernatural kind of church walk into this place expecting the miraculous walk into this place expecting for something great and out of the ordinary if you will to take place we need to get to a place where there is a new normal not a new norm I like the old norm I like the norm we have come on but a new but a new normal a new normal our bass player sitting in the back. His name is Norm, in case anybody's wondering what that meant. I like Norm. We'll keep our old Norm. We'll get a new normal. I don't even know where I'm at. There's something that I want to introduce to you today whenever it comes down to decisions that have to be made. Come on, we talked about decisions that we make at church and decisions that we make at home and, and all of these things. But I'm going to tell you that there's an opportunity <clears throat> for you to make a decision today right here in this house that can change your life forever. A decision, if you will, of a lifetime. You see, here in just a little bit, we're going to open up these altars. And I'm going to give a petition for you to come and make a decision the decision will not be to step out of your aisle and come to the front. That is a decision you will have to make. But the decision that is made here, once you get to the front, once you get to the altar, once you get to the place where the Spirit of God is moving, whenever we get here, the decision that we make will change your life forever. There's something that I want to introduce to you today is it won't just change your life here today, but it'll change the way you walk around Walmart from this day forward, literally. When we go to Walmart, and I say we, Danielle and, and myself, the only kids that we have are dogs, and we don't take them to Walmart. It's frowned upon, I think. When we go to Walmart, we'll see something in the aisles that 
will catch our attention. I believe it started from a meme that we saw one time, and it opened our eyes to see it every time that we go through the store. And I started taking pictures of these things that I, that I see. The meme says, a decision was made here. I'll see this stuff happening, and I'll look at Danielle, and I'll say, look at that. A decision was made right here today. Or at some point, throw up one of those pictures. <clears throat> Here, someone apparently was having some problems with their toilet, and they had picked up works, the works, to clean their toilet. And as they're walking through there, they realized we need toilet paper more than we need the works. They might have had the works going on in their belly. <laughs> we got to have a jumbo roll of toilet paper. So a decision was made right here. I'm going to put up this the works, and I'm going to get some toilet paper. Show me another one there. This is a loaf of bread that's laid down on top of bags of dog food. Someone was walking down the aisle and remembered, our dogs don't have food. I'd rather feed them than me. Laid down their bread and picked up a bag of dog food. Hit me with another one. Texas-style biscuits were laid down and picked up some Hershey pudding things, snack packs. Hit me with another one. Somebody's walking through and says, we need butter. This meat's way too expensive. I'm going to lay this stuff down, and I'm going to pick. I'm going to lay down what I want <laughs> and pick up what I need. There should be a couple more, maybe. Right here, flushable wipes were chosen today over power steering fluid. I might have to really pull that. <laughs> That steering wheel. <laughs> but I'm going to be clean doing it. <laughs> Is there another one? I don't remember how many I put in there. Oh, yeah. There, there, I think there are three more. Sandals were placed down and picked up a water bottle. Go to the next couple. These next couple really shocked me. These are all pictures that I took that... that you can find them all over the internet, but these are things that I found in front of a keto, a magazine that is that is uh, uh, advertising the keto diet. Is a bag of all-purpose flour. I feel like somebody was at the checkout and saw that and said, "You know, I don't need this flour in my life. I need to do some low-carb, high-protein." Go to the next one. These next couple are kind of sad. Somebody put back baby bottles in place of some wine. You know, if they got a newborn, maybe they needed that in their life. I don't know. Go to the next one. Somebody put back, looks like some shells, some ranch, and some other kind of food packet and picked up a bottle of wine. Just so you all know, I don't, I don't walk through the alcohol aisle. <laughs> I literally, these things now catch my attention everywhere that I go. The alcohol aisle is next to the soda aisle. 
and I was walking through it, and I turned the corner, and immediately that stuck out to me, that something was in place that shouldn't have been. So I went down the aisle. I watched. I looked to make sure nobody from the church was here. I went down the aisle, took a picture of it, and I left. <laughs> decisions. Decisions were made at those places. There were ev- There's evidence. There's another one. That's probably something I did, actually. <laughs> Put back the Dasani water, picked up a Mountain Dew bottle. Decisions, decisions were made in this place. And evidence shows that somebody made a decision at that place right there. There's a principle in the word. There's a principle in the word where we can make an immediate decision. Like the ones that were made in Walmart and that are made in Walmart each and every day. Where we can come into the presence of God and we can come to an altar of prayer. And we can lay down things that we don't want. We can lay down things that we don't need in our life. Things that we have been walking around with for far too long and we don't want any longer. And we can come to an altar of prayer and we can come to the presence of God and we can put that thing down and we can pick up something that we need. Something that we really want. Something that's going to help us. Something that's going to get us through. We can come into the presence of God and we can lay down our cares and our burdens, our pains and our hurts, our sickness and our past. We can give these things to God and we can pick up what we need. We can pick up peace. We can pick up joy. We can pick up the Holy Ghost. We can pick up the Spirit of God that will help us make it through life after we lay down the things that have been weighing us down for way too long. We can set a memorial in our life where we can look and say, a decision was made here. A decision was made here. Right here, someone put down something that they didn't want and that they didn't need in their life, and they picked up something that they really needed from God. It's an opportunity that we have to come into the presence of God every time that these doors are opened, to hear His Word, to get into His presence, and to lay down the things of this world, to lay down the pains and the hurts and the cares that we've been carrying, and to pick up whatever God has for us to make it through this life. You see, I was scrolling for probably an hour last night through my phone, looking for all of these pictures that I knew that I had taken around Walmart. And as I'm scrolling through there, I'm moving them into folders. And I'm saying, this one, oh, that's a good one, that's a good one. And I'm putting them into this folder. And probably about 45 minutes into that, I realized that there were some other pictures that I had just scrolled past that were decisions that were made at a place. That as a youth pastor in Lebanon, Missouri, that I watched lives transformed in our youth group. And I remember seeing young people around an altar making decisions to drop off things of the world and to pick up something from God. And these these pictures begin to run through my mind as I was scrolling through there. And I begin to remember the moments whenever I was in that place in that altar with those young people. And I begin to move those pictures into another folder. These aren't at Walmart and these aren't of groceries. But these are some life-changing decisions that were made. Why don't you put some of those pictures up? 
I didn't ask for permission from any of these people. I don't know if they can sue me for it, but this girl right here, her name is Heaven. Heaven went to P7 in Lebanon. No other connection to the church. Went to P7. The girl behind her is part of the P7 group. Started doing a Bible study with Heaven. And one day she came to church and church was good, and the Spirit of God moved, and she decided, I need to lay down some things that I've been carrying. I need to lay down some things of this world, and I need to pick up something that God has for me. I will never forget that day whenever heaven and her friend walked over to me and said, heaven wants to be baptized. I said, all right, let's do it. I went to Pastor Thornton, and I said, can we baptize heaven? We went through the process. She was a minor. We went through the process. We called her parents. We did everything right, and then we put heaven in the water that day, and she was baptized and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you right here in this picture, a decision was made here to lay down the burdens of the world, to lay down the sins that so easily beset us, and to pick up salvation from God. Go to that next picture. Right here, this young boy. I'm, I'm not going to say his name. He was praying in an altar one Sunday and I walked down to him and I was pretty sure that he was probably praying for the Holy Ghost. And I walked down and I asked him, I said, what are you praying for? And he turns to me and big old tears run down his face and he looks at me and I'm expecting to hear I need the Holy Ghost. And he said, I'm praying for my mama. I didn't know his backstory, but it turns out his mom is in a bad situation, uh, hooked on drugs out in the world. He comes to church with, with some of his family, and he says, I'm praying for my mama. She needs help. She needs God in her life. I don't think this boy even had the Holy Ghost at this point, but his mindset was on someone needs God. He went to an altar, and a decision was made right here in this place. This very moment, a decision was made. I I'm going to go to the altar and I'm going to take someone else's burdens and I'm going to lay them down at the altar and I'm going to pick up joy and peace and I'm going to pray that they receive it wherever they are. A decision was made right here at this place. Go to that next one. Jason, this boy, he's a mess. We, we have more problems than good times with him and I'm, I'm okay saying that live stream going and everything his parents know. But this day, Jason, we were at, at, at uh, youth week or at uh, youth retreat at Windermere. We're having service there. Jason, this is, a, I believe, a Friday night. On Monday, he's scheduled for surgery. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, but I know it was a legit surgery that he has to have. And it was an organ surgery. He had an organ that was malfunctioning. And he had surgery that was planned. Jason comes up and he says, I want to pray over this. Jason's not even filled with the Holy Ghost at this point. He's got faith to believe. I want to pray for this. At this moment, right here, this picture, frozen in time, we see where Jason made a decision of a lifetime.
A decision was made right here to come to the altar and to lay down his sickness, to lay down his burden, to lay down his infirmity, and to pick up a miracle that God says that we have available to us. We laid our hands on Jason, and we began to pray for him. On Monday, he went in for them to prep for surgery, and they did one more test just to make sure, and they said, we don't understand it, but you don't have this problem anymore. We don't have to cut into you. We don't have to remove nothing. We don't have to fix anything. I'm going to tell you, this young man, 12 years old, walked down to an altar, and he laid down something that he didn't want, and he picked up the miraculous power of Jesus that is available right here for each and every one of us today. There is an opportunity where a decision can be made right here. We can lay down our burdens, and we can pick up peace. We can lay down our infirmity, and we can pick up miracles right now, right now in this place there is an opportunity to receive something from God I think there may be one more there's a couple I want you to throw hers up and I want you to go to the next one as well this is Madison and this is Wyatt these two at camp one night apart from each other received the gift of the Holy Ghost evidence with speaking in other tongues these two young people had never received it before, but they went to an altar of prayer and they made a decision. I'm not leaving here without the Spirit of God in my life. I'm not leaving here without the Holy Ghost. And they begin to pray and they begin to tarry. And I'm happy to tell you, you can go to that next picture with, uh, with Wyatt, that this is me and Wyatt afterwards celebrating that he had received the gift of the Holy Ghost because they made a decision. I'm going to the altar. I'm laying down my sin. I'm laying down my past choices. I'm laying down the burdens of this world. And I'm going to pick up whatever God has for me to make it through this life. I want our musicians to come. I'm getting ready to close. There's an opportunity today for someone to make a decision in your life to change something about you, to change the way that you've been walking, to change the way that you have been living. There's a place for a decision to be made here. There's a place for you to be able to, to lay down burdens that you've been carrying around all of your life, to lay down things that you have been that have been hurting you and that have been weighing you down, and to pick up something that God has for you. I believe that some of us walk around hanging on to our past though. Unable to let go of things that happened before that keep us from being able to move forward. In the New Testament we find where a man named Saul made a decision that resulted in a name change to Paul. Where he writes two thirds of the New Testament and he does missionary trips and, and every, just about everything we read from Acts forward. Is something that resulted in his life, the way that he lived, the things that he did. But you see, Paul, he was, Saul, he was an awful man. And we find even after his conversion, people still remembered him. They remembered who he was. His past still existed. But there was a change within him that affected who he was. And God would use him from that day forward. We all know the light shines down. Saul's blinded. 
He's led away. All of these things happened. This pivotal moment in his life. But there was a moment, if you if you read in this and, 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 and you really put yourself in the situation, there's a moment where Paul, where Saul at the time still had to make a decision to follow the path that God had placed him on and the command that God had given him. He decides to forget the past, what had happened before, the things around him and whatever happened before that moment and allow God to work in his life. I, I felt in, 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 in preparing this and even right now, I feel so strongly that someone here needs to come to this altar and lay down some things that happened in the past. Some past hurts, some past pains, some past decisions that were made, some past sins. Lay it down at the altar. Pick up forgiveness. Pick up joy. Pick up peace in your heart and allow God to do the work. 2 Kings chapter 4 tells us of a woman who took, who took some space in her home and made a place for the prophet to stay. By decreasing her territory and increasing God's, she set herself up for a miracle that she would eventually need in her life. She made a decision to trade some of herself, some of her space, some of her things for a miracle from God. There's someone here today that needs to make that decision to decrease some things in our life, to let go of some things in my life, some things that take my time, some things that take my finances, some things that I don't need, some things that I see that need to be let, let go of and increase the things of God, creating an avenue for miraculous action in your life. In the very next chapter, 2 Kings chapter 5, we find where Naaman, a mighty man, makes the decision to lay down his own thoughts, his plans, and his ideas of God, his titles and his ego, and to pick up the plan and the instruction of God to receive a life-changing miracle in his life. A, a decision was made there. There may have been from that day forward a place on the banks of the Jordan where people remembered the day that Naaman made a decision to lay down himself and to pick up a miracle. A decision was made there. Blind Bartimaeus saw Jesus passing by one day and he traded his silence for a healing. Came a day where he said, I will not listen to the crowd any longer. I will not sit in silence any longer, but I will lift my voice and I will do whatever it takes to lay down myself and to pick up whatever God has for me. And that day he received a miracle in his life. This morning, I don't know what you need to put down and I don't know what you need to pick up, but I'm here to tell you that there is an altar where a decision can be made right here today. I want you to stand with me all across this house.